Hi, I'm Janessa McKenzie, the brand human, and I help entrepreneurs gain the mindset, messaging, and visibility to unapologetically show up and build their brands. So how do you build your brand from the inside out? This is the Elevate Podcast. Hey everyone, it's Janessa. Welcome back to the Elevate Podcast. I'm so excited to have Natalie Kida today. She's a mindset coach focusing on using the law of attraction to create an abundant and joyful life of freedom and ease for clients. Hey, Natalie, how are you? Hi, Janessa. I am great. Thanks. How are you? I'm great. Great. Uh, even with uh, everything going on right now in the world, I am doing amazing. Yeah. Um, it's it's amazing that so I, you talk to two camps of people right now with, with this COVID craziness, and there are the people who are absolutely freaking out, mm-hmm. and then there are the people who are choosing to find the, the blessings within this insanity, um, and, you know, I, I choose to be the latter. Yes, me too. Me too. Absolutely. So tell us a little bit more about what you do and how you do it and who you help. Great. So um, what I do is I, I focus mostly on, um, I, I kind of hate the term, but I, I kind of like it at the same time, mompreneurs, you know, um, women in business who are also moms. That's my primary focus, but not everybody I work with is a mom, but it is mostly women um, because for obvious reasons, I can relate to them. They can relate to me and the, the experiences that I've had that have taught me the things that I teach are very specific, I think, to women. Um, So I teach women how to use the law of attraction, how to raise their vibrations so that the things that they're trying to do come to them more easily. Because I used to teach business and um, sales and marketing and things like that. And what I found was that if people don't have the correct mindset, it doesn't matter how much business training they get because nothing works if your mindset and your vibration aren't in place first. Amen to that. That's totally true on my end too. I find the same thing um, with, you know, 90% of my clients have the same thing. And that's where I start with all my clients. That's where I start is building the mindset, making sure that whatever blocks they're having right now, that we can get work through those so that, you know, when we do start building that, those business pieces, that it will just fall into place and they'll do it without, you know, self-sabotaging. Exactly. And self-sabotage, you're right, is such a big thing. And I think it's even more of a big thing for women. And we can get that into that a little bit later in in the episode, but, um, I find that most people try to do it backwards. So I'm glad to hear that you do that with your clients because most people try and teach the business stuff first and they go through all the business stuff and they're, why isn't it working? Why isn't it working? Why isn't it working? Well, because you didn't address your, your blocks. You didn't address the things that um, the energy that you're putting out there that is affecting what you're attracting back in. And it may sound, you know, a little woo to some people, but when you break it down, um, it's actually very practical and scientific and it, it just works. I mean, I can do the same exact things as I can with, with two different um, 
clients or students of mine, they can do the same exact practices. And for one of them, it works. And for the other, it doesn't because one of them is already in a better headspace, a better mindset, a higher vibration. And so I, I, finally figured out that I need to address the mindset and the vibration first before I would give any business advice or, or business knowledge. Exactly. Yep. Totally. I totally vibe with you there. (laughs) So tell us a little bit more about law of attraction, just for, in case there's people listening that aren't sure what the heck we're talking about here. Sure. So Um, The law of attraction, the basic premise is that like attracts like. So you don't attract what you want in life. You attract what you are. And that works on vibrational frequency. So everything in the universe is energy. Everything that you see, even the desk, you know, I'm sitting in front of a desk right now. I can knock on it. It's solid. It's matter. But it's made up of energy if you break it down to its, it, its smallest particle. Everything is energy particles, all vibrating at different frequencies. And it's the frequency at which we're vibrating that creates our physical reality. So when you are vibrating at a high frequency, you're going to attract more high frequency things and people and opportunities into your life. Whereas when you're in low frequency, you're attracting more low frequency vibrational things into your life. And what happens then is it becomes a downward spiral. So my goal as a coach is to get people into an upward spiral because when you raise your vibration, you attract more high vibrational things and then you feel better and your vibration gets raised even more and you attract more high vibrational things. That's the same thing as when you wake up in the morning on the wrong side of the bed and you stub your toe and you go to the mirror and you have a big zit on your forehead, then suddenly the whole day falls apart, right? It's because it's brought you into lower vibration. Mm. So we get to make choices about how we respond to those little things and those choices that we make are what cause us to either go that downward spiral or into that upward spiral. Yeah, that's unbelievable. I, I just love that, that that is, you know, that you can do that as a human being, that you can, you know, choose what you're pulling into your life just by how you think and what you feel and how you feel. Oh, absolutely. And it applies not just to making money, not just to business. It applies to your personal life. I mean, I basically created my perfect partner out of thin air by deciding exactly what what he was and making sure that I was becoming those things as well. And, you know, like I said, it, it can apply to your health. It can apply to your finances. It can apply to your relationships. Um, but for women in business specifically, it's, it's kind of a, it's a very specialized kind of thing because women, if you think about it, women have only been in business for a very short period in the history of our society, right? Yeah. So we have different, different, um, challenges to overcome there. Definitely. So do you find that, you know, the law of attraction or manifesting, Let's, let's define that too. So is there a difference between law of attraction and manifesting? Well, law of attraction is the law, the universal law that governs 
manifesting. So it's not that they're two different things. One is the vehicle for the other. The law of attraction is the vehicle for manifesting what you want in your life. The law of attraction and manifesting happen whether you're consciously using them or not. So you're always, always manifesting. It's not like you decide, I want to manifest this, and this is what you're manifesting. Everything that is in your life, you have manifested into your life. It started as a thought, which became a feeling, which became a vibration, which became your physical reality. And so you can either consciously manifest with the law of attraction, or you're unconsciously, excuse me, unconsciously manifesting with the law of attraction. Mm. Yeah, I would much rather consciously manifest. (laughs) Exactly. And that's the difference between living a life of conscious design or just kind of getting tossed around by fate. And basically then other people's vibration is deciding your life instead of your own. So um, if, if you're conscious about what you intend and what you want to manifest and who you are and making sure that's in alignment with the things you want to manifest then you're going to be conscious, a creator of your own reality. Yeah. And, and just the fact that you can create your own reality, like everything in your life right now is something that you created is, was mind bending for me when I first like under like first, it first clicked when it first was introduced to me. And I was like, it took me a little while, right? It took me a little while to understand, like, what are you talking about? What do you mean I'm creating my own reality? Like, Yeah. And that's kind of hard to hear sometimes when you have things in your reality that you don't want and you're like, there's no way I created this. Yeah. Yeah. But, I, totally. <laughs> yeah. It, it's a hard, that is actually a block in itself that is difficult for a lot of people to overcome. But here's, here's the secret sauce to that, and that is that when you accept that, it is incredibly empowering because when you're stuck in thinking that things just happen to you, then you have no control. You have no power. You have will of, willingly given up your power by deciding that you are not creating your own reality. But when you decide that you do, when you decide that, that puts you in a place of power and control over your own destiny. Yeah. Yes. And that is so empowering and just so incredible to me. I don't even know what word to use for that. It's like, there isn't a word for me to explain how that makes me feel to know that I can, you know, create anything I want. Yeah. It makes you feel, well, I think it makes you feel powerful. Yes. But for a lot of people, that's scary. Yes. Yeah. And and that anybody else can too. So I know that when I, you know, when I first was introduced to this and finally it did click for me that, okay, I can, I can do this and I can have be do anything that I want to be. Right. Yeah. And it was, you know, it really does. It takes a few minutes for you to maybe more (laughs) for you to, you know, really wrap your head around that, like, and then put it into practice, right? Because just knowing it isn't enough. Right. Absolutely. Knowing it isn't enough. Wishing for things to happen isn't enough. There are definite steps to be taken to 
do that conscious creation in your own life. And I mean, honestly, the first step is knowing it and understanding it and taking responsibility and going, okay, what did I do? What was I thinking? What was I feeling that created this thing that I don't want here in my life? And it doesn't mean that every single thing that happens to you is your fault. See, there's the difference. There's where people get confused. It doesn't mean that, you know, if you got sick, that it was necessarily your fault. But right. in the end, it's your responsibility to get yourself well. Yeah. Yeah. And, and thinking in a positive way and in a healing way and, you know, focusing more on being well than being sick. Exactly. It's huge because um, there's a, a woman named Marissa Peer. She's a big shiro of mine and she is a hypnotherapist as am I. And she, one of my favorite things that she says, because it's so true is your mind responds to two things, the words you tell it and the mm. pictures you show it. Yeah. Your mind does what it thinks you want it to. Mm -hmm. So if you are continually saying things like, I'm so sick and tired of this, your mind hears, I'm sick. I'm tired. Yeah. And goes out and looks for proof of that. Exactly. It goes out and looks for proof of it. And it also begins creating chemicals inside your brain that yep. make you sick and tired. Ugh. That's, that's the, your mind is incredibly powerful. And, you know, we could get into all the levels of mind and what they all do, but there, your mind runs your immune system. Um, and that's like really important right now as we're in the age of COVID-19 and people are panicking and marinating themselves in fear. Yeah. And that fear suppresses their immune systems. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It, it's uh, very awakening. It, you, like you almost feel like you wake up when you realize these things. Like, yeah that your entire life before this, like they need to teach this in school. Seriously. <laughs> I, I could not agree more. I mean, I try to teach it to my own kids. Yeah. Of course, because I'm their mom, they like yeah. roll their eyes at me, yeah. <laughs> but eventually I know it's going to get through to them. Just like a lot of things my mom taught me got through to me when I was older and realized maybe I didn't know everything. Right. Um, but, but yeah, it, it would be so much more useful, frankly, than a lot of things that are taught in school right now. Yeah. Oh, definitely. I think I have learned more being an entrepreneur than I ever learned in school. Oh, 100%. 100% true. And just life experiences too, right? But definitely being an entrepreneur has taught me a whole lot and a lot about myself, which they don't teach you about that in school either, right? They teach you health and they teach you about your body and about certain things, but they don't really teach you about you. Like they don't teach you to look inside of yourself. Right. You know, in, in cultures where there are some cultures, um, mostly Eastern cultures where meditation is part of the daily routine in school as is physical exercise. Yeah. Um, both of which are high vibration practices. Um, and, those children are outperforming 
children and school children in societies where those things aren't a part of their school day. And, and a lot of people want to focus on, oh, well, it's because they teach this and they teach that and they, you know, they do school this many days a year as opposed, I think, no, I think it's because they're putting their, their students in high vibrational states by, by having them engage in these activities that help them, you know, just be healthier as whole people. Yeah, exactly. Not just healthier of what you eat, not just healthier, as, you know, in, in, in exercise, physical exercise, because the physical exercise they do, it's not like it's, you know, strenuous. It's just something to get in touch with your whole mind-body connection. Yeah. And um, the physical part of it, what's interesting is that is really neglected by a lot of, I'm doing air quotes right now, spiritual teachers. Mm. Um and the thing is, your physical body is more than just a, a house for your for your spirit to live in. It's it's more than just a vehicle. It's actually a communication device. Um, so you're communicating with the universe through your physiology as much as you are through your mind, because that's all connected. There's no way to disconnect that. Oh, that's a whole nother episode. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I know. I, I get off on tangents sometimes. So please. No, that's it. amazing. Like I could sit here and listen to you forever, but that that's definitely, I would love to go down that road, but we'll go down. We'll have to do another episode. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Uh, so let back to women in business. So, you know, what are, what should we be focusing on? Um, how do we develop that manifestation muscle and apply the law of attraction? Okay, so the first thing that women need to do is understand that they have, we have a natural advantage when it comes to the law of attraction. We have a natural advantage when it comes to manifesting because, and this is a generalization, I understand, but generalizations are generalizations for a reason. Mm -hmm. We have a natural advantage because we are more connected to our emotions, and emotions are super powerful in manifesting. So whereas men are taught to stuff their emotions, they're taught that they have to deny their emotions and hide their emotions, we're more encouraged to express ourselves and to feel what we feel. Now that can work against us if we get caught in, in a negative emotional loop but if we learn how to turn that around, we can use our emotions and our, our, the richness of our emotional lives to our advantage. The other thing that is super important is we have to address our blocks because while we have an advantage on that, the, the, in the one area that I mentioned, we have a lot of disadvantages that are put on us by society when it comes to manifesting. Those, these are blocks that we have to overcome before we can use our natural advantage. And those blocks include the fact that women are taught to put everyone else first, especially if we're also mothers. Um, we are taught to be modest, humble, play small, to defer to men. These are all huge abundance blocks. We're taught to be self-deprecating. But every time you say or think something self-deprecating, again, you're telling your mind what it thinks you want. Yeah, definitely. And, uh, you know, a, a lot, I see a lot of the self, you know, blocks come up, like self-worth, self, -worth, self 
value, really the same thing, but you know, self-love. Yeah. Self-love is huge in manifesting that. In fact, if, if there is nothing else you do before you, you know, really try to, to consciously manifest the life you want, you have to work on self-love. Yeah. It's number one. It really is. Because as long as you don't love yourself, there's a feeling deep inside. Even if you say to yourself, I deserve to make more money or I deserve a better partner or I deserve whatever. If there's a lack of self-love inside you, there's a voice inside you saying, no, you don't. Yeah. You're not good enough for that. And so if you don't heal that, then so there's this foundation that needs to happen. And the foundation is it's self-love. So women are taught that even if we do have self-love, that's somehow, that's somehow bad. That's wrong. You're, you're not being humble. You're not being modest. Um, so a, a good example I have of that is there was a song out by, um, I think it was the band One Direction. Mm-hmm. And it was called, You Don't Know You're Beautiful. I think that was mm-hmm. what it was called. Yeah. And it was uh, all about this girl who, you know, you don't know you're beautiful and that's what makes you beautiful. And a lot of people loved this song and I hated it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, no, what makes a woman beautiful is that she loves herself and she knows she's beautiful. Yeah. The only people that, that find not knowing that you're beautiful attractive are insecure people who feel better when you don't feel good about yourself. Mm. Yes. Yeah. Like, so, and that is one thing that, that women do and we do it in business probably more than anything because we don't want to make anyone else feel threatened. So we shrink ourselves. Yes. Uh, and a whole lot of other things that we think too, sometimes, right. That, you know, who am I to do this? Like the imposter syndrome right. is huge. Oh, yes. The imposter sy- syndrome is real. Like men are, men are raised to be confident and be bold and like, think that, you know, think that they're, uh, poo doesn't stink. I'm trying to be nice, yeah. trying to make but think that their poo doesn't stink. And, and it, it makes them annoying sometimes, but it also makes them successful. So there's no reason that women should, should go on. I mean, I say F modesty. That's one, actually one of the modules in my course that I teach It's called F modesty. And it's, um, it's modesty doesn't serve you. It doesn't mean that you have to be arrogant. And it certainly doesn't mean that you treat other people like they're less than you. Right. This means you treat yourself like you matter. Exactly. Yes. And when you do that, you inspire other women to treat themselves like they matter. And then when you do better, they do better. And when they do better, you do better. Yeah. And and it's funny because I think as women, we're all looking for that person that will do it first, you know, and that's another block, you know, that we could overcome that we're always looking for that person to do it first so that, you know, we're not the first ones or, you know, if they do it, then I'm more comfortable doing it because I won't be the only one doing it. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. That, and that, 
speaks to, you know, our, we're, we're all afraid to shine too bright. I mean, I don't know about you, but when I was a kid, so I was a natural performer as a kid and I got told not to be a show off. You know, I got, so certain creative things in me got stifled and I feel like in my um, late forties, um, I have learned to be more like I was as a kid. St- I st- I've stopped stifling my creativity. I've stopped, you know, trying to shrink to, to accommodate others. And that's super important. And I've also become a lot less fearful because, you know, we're taught as, as girls, as young girls, that the world's a scary place for a little girl like you, you know, and that fear gets in us and it stops us from doing so much. So that's another block we as women have to work harder to get over. Yeah. 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 It's uh, it is definitely a, a spiral and then we grow up and we don't even realize why we're operating the way we're operating. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. So much of what we do is, is unconscious and it's based on these old patterns that got in us. Most of them got into us before the age of seven. And yes. they're not, and they're not our own stuff. They're other people's stuff that got implanted deep in our minds. And so even if we develop new conscious beliefs, so we just, you know, tr- tell ourselves, no, I don't believe that anymore. There's this piece underneath this subconscious piece that is going, um, yeah, you do. Yeah. You know? uh, that I would, I've always been trying to figure out, okay, like I know that there are, you know, I have changed a lot of my beliefs, but you're right. There is, there is still that voice in your head sometimes that will pop up and be like, what are you thinking? Like, no, that's not right. Like we don't, we have always thought this way. Why are you changing it now? You know? Yeah. And honestly, that's why, um, repetition is key. And People, you know, I find it funny when I have students who, you know, they just get started with, say, something like affirmations, and they're like, but I still don't believe it. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, keep doing it. Because you may think you've repeated it 10 times in the last, you know, two days. But what you're not thinking about is the 35 years or however many years beforehand and all the repetitions you got of that opposite message from other people and then from yourself once you started to believe what other people were putting on you. Yeah. So, you know, it's, I, I also tell them it's like showering, you know, you don't shower once and then you're clean for life. Right. You have to keep cleaning out the junk because the world is constantly throwing junk at you, right? Yeah. So you can't just, oh, well, I got rid of that, so I'm done with that block. No, it's a process, and it's a continual process, and that's okay. Yes. Because that's yes. what you need to do. Yeah, that's definitely a message I share with my audience a lot, you know, that, you know, mindset and all the work that you're doing on your self-development is definitely improving you yourself right but it's not the last time those things will pop up yeah it's it's not there's it's not a destination there is no destination there's only a process and your process can keep taking you ever higher if you don't stop yeah exactly right So yeah, we were talking about, you know, when you were younger and, you know, when I was younger, so I'm an only child. So there was a lot of attention on me and I was like 
the greatest thing since sliced bread when I was born, you know, like the only girl on one side and only child. So I was spoiled to crap, right? <laughs> so I really didn't think that my shit stank when I was growing up, right? <laughs> and, uh, but then you, then I went to school. <laughs> right. Yeah. And that I think is where it all happened. Like when I wasn't in that bubble of family and friends or, you know, what it was is that you go into school and now you're, you know, surrounded with peers and everything changes. Everything changes. So a lot of beliefs and things like that for me was, you know, when I went to school, especially, I think, junior high. <laughs> Um, everybody's yeah. unfavorite years, right? Is probably junior, junior high. Right. right. Sure. Yeah. And you're right. Like, it's so repetition you think is the key to this is definitely, you know, keep doing it. And are you like rewiring brain pathways? Exactly. You You're creating new synapses. The, the connections between your brain cells are getting moved around and, and you are, that's the thing. What the key to that is though, is that you don't want to focus on changing the old belief because when you focus on changing the old belief, you're feeding it energy. Focus huh. on the new belief and just let that eventually rewrite or overwrite the old belief. Because when you give your energy to the old belief, mm you are resisting it and resistance is energy and you're giving the old belief energy. Don't give any focus to changing that old belief. Give focus only to the new belief that will eventually overwrite it. And don't worry in the meantime, and don't judge yourself that the old belief keeps cropping up. Just go, okay, I remember that we used to believe that, but we don't believe that anymore. Now we believe this. Yeah. And the, because and, that judging yourself is that resistance and that is feeding the old belief. Yes. Yeah. Well, I talk a lot about toxic positivity too, because that seems to be a, a hole people will fall into. Yes. I was just talking about that with my students last week on our live coaching call. And that's exactly what toxic pos positivity is. It's judging yourself for not being 100% positive all the time. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. And letting yourself get in fear. Oh my God, I had a negative thought. Now it's all gone to hell. It's like, you know, being on a diet and I ate one Oreo. Oh, well now I'm just screwed. So I might as well eat the whole bag. Right. <laughs> so, um, yeah, toxic positivity is a thing. And I, it's also, if you don't feel your feelings, then yes. number one, you're, you're not fooling anybody, right? <laughs> like you're, the in, your insides know that those feelings need to be felt. Mm -hmm. So if you don't allow yourself to feel them, then you're doing yourself a disservice. But you're also, there's a judgment process. You're not allowing yourself the time to go through it. And you are denying that advantage that you have as a woman. That, that being in touch with your emotions advantage that that gives you. And once you process that, you process, you feel the feeling, you process it. And then after feeling it and processing it and not judging yourself, then you say, okay, I'm making a choice to move on to a thought that gives me a better feeling. Yeah. So how do we apply this in 
business specifically? Um, I mean, the same way you apply it really anywhere else in life. So there's a specific technique that I use. And, and let's say we apply it to, um, let's say you have a sales call. And I'm going to go with that because I personally had three transformation calls today um, yeah. for my, my challenge. And I actually, yay, I booked all three of them. Yay. Um, so if you're about to do a sales call, first of all, you should always have a pre-call ritual. You should have something you do to get you in a proper state. Mm -hmm. And that includes raising your vibration. But one of the things that, that starts to happen when you're doing that is those, those negative. And I, I prefer the term disempowering to negative thoughts mm -hmm. because who's to say what's negative, but if it takes away your power, it, it's, it's not something you want. So you start having a disempowering thought like, you know, so let's say the person you're about to talk to, you heard, you saw on their Facebook page that they work as a cashier and you start judging, well, she's not going to have enough money to, to enroll in my program or whatever it is. Yep. And that's a whole other issue that we could get into, but let's just, let's just take that thought as an example. The trick that you do is you ask yourself, as soon as you have the thought, you acknowledge it and you go, what am I manifesting right now? You ask yourself, what am I, what is this thought manifesting? Mm -hmm. The answer is pretty simple, right? It's okay. no sale. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so you choose for each kind of disempowering thought you have. I recommend choosing ahead of time. What your I call it a switch word, a switch phrase or a switch pick. Mm -hmm. um, you choose a switch word and a switch pick or a switch phrase and a switch pick, which is basically the opposite of whatever it is you're manifesting with that negative thought that you don't want to manifest. Mm -hmm. So I would then immediately say sales come easily to me. People want, or people want what I have to offer and whatever image you want to attach to that, you use the same one every time because there's no need to reinvent the wheel. Whatever that looks like, whether it be someone physically, you know, you picture a hand handing over a credit card or mm. you picture, um, you know, ringing a bell like, you know, they used to do on the sales floors in old days yeah. where they ring a bell if they made a sale. You picture yeah. that, you say your, your little phrase to yourself and it could be a phrase um, or it could be a word. It could just be plenty. Mm which reminds you that there's plenty of sales out there for you. Even if this person doesn't book, there are plenty of, you know, there are billions of people in the world. Yeah. So it's just a little technique that you can apply to anything. You can apply it to a, a thoughts that you're having before a sales call thoughts that you're having before a, a launch of a product, whatever it may be, you can apply it to your personal life. It was a big part of like my, in my relationship, I had had such a, bad previous relationship before I met my current partner that I found myself kind of freaking out over nothing, telling myself all kinds of stories about what this meant and what that meant. Like if I didn't hear from him for a couple of hours or something, you know, oh. and I, I asked myself, what am I manifesting right now? I'm like, well, crap, that's not anything I want to manifest. So I just had a picture of him looking in my eyes. I had a picture of, and, and the phrase was, I have the perfect relationship. Aww. And I did that and whenever I was tempted to act out, mm -hmm. because that's what we do. We don't realize we're doing it usually in the moment, but we act out because we're in fear 
because we're having these disempowering thoughts or we bring an energy to the sales call, let's say that basically tells the person that you are already judging them. You don't think they have money for your program. Right. And you don't even realize you're doing it, which is the, you know, not funny, but it's like the funny thing is that, you know, you're like psyched that you're, that you're getting on the sales call. But I think a lot of it is that you're psyched getting on the sales call, but you're not psyched for the right reasons. Right. Right. Like you're not psyched to help this person. You're not like it. I'm sure that you are, but your first initial feeling was money. Yeah. And, and not only money, but the lack thereof. That's like a double whammy, right? Yeah. And there's nothing wrong with thinking about money. There's nothing wrong with wanting sales, but you're right. It needs to come from a place of service because if it doesn't, what's going to happen is not only are they going to pick up on it, but your subconscious is going to, is going to pick up on it too, because assuming you're a moral person, right? Your subconscious is going to go, Hey, you're being, you know, you're being selfish and money hungry here instead of focusing on serving this person. Yeah. And again, I don't say that because there's anything wrong with wanting to make money. It's a beautiful thing to make money. It's a beautiful thing to want to make money because the more money you make, the more you're in a position to serve. Exactly. And the more people you can help. Exactly. Yeah. The the more money, the more help. Yep. The more money, the more people you can help and the more people you can inspire to help themselves. Yes, exactly. Exactly. So is there any other simple, like a daily practice that we could do to stay in high Um, vibration? Yeah, there are a couple things. And my first one, and it's, it's so common and people have been talking about it for I don't even know how long affirmations have been around, but Mm -hmm. affirmations are so important. But the key is in, in my opinion, in this modern day and age, when there are so many distractions is to automate your affirmations. Hmm. So what I do is, I mean, I have an iPhone. I don't know what the equivalent is for Android, but I'm sure there is one, right? I have a reminders app on my iPhone. And every 10 minutes from eight in the morning to 11 o'clock at night, my iPhone dings at me and brings up one of my affirmations. Every 10 minutes? Every 10 minutes throughout my day. And wow. I, have it on, I have it on buzz. It's, it's on silent, but I still see, see the buzz or I or feel the buzz or hear the buzz, right? Mm-hmm. And it just prompts me to look at my phone. And even if I can't look at my phone, it's become this Pavlovian thing where when I feel that buzz... Even if I don't know what specific affirmation it is, it just reminds me to do an affirmation in my head. Mm. And it takes an affirmation like um, all good things are available to me. Let's just pick one out of randomly out of the air. An affirmation like how long did that take me to say that? Seconds. Exactly. Like two seconds. Mm -hmm. So two seconds every 10 minutes of, you don't even have to say it out loud. If you do, you get double the benefit. (laughs) But (laughs) if you, if you can't, because you're in a meeting, you're doing whatever, you just think it. And even if you can't, you don't say it like right now, right now on my phone, Mm -hmm. this is a longer affirmation, but I just picked up my phone right now and I'm looking at my phone and it says money flows continuously to me from all directions in many perfect and virtuous streams from infinite sources. 
that one took a little longer, right? Yeah. But even if I didn't stop to say that, just having, looking at my phone and glancing at that puts that in my consciousness. Yes. Yeah. So I know every 10 minutes sounds like a lot, but once you've done it, it really isn't that much. It's just becomes a normal part of your day, a normal part of your life. And it makes those thoughts your internal monologue. So it replaces that internal monologue of self-doubt with an internal monologue that is empowering to you. And so it's not the same affirmation all day. It's a different affirmation every 10 minutes. Yeah. So I have a list of like a bazillion affirmations <laughs> for dealing with everything from my, from confidence to um, financial abundance to um, love relationship to parenting to friendship to um, how I want to serve what the my creativity my mission to uh, my health mm-hmm. everything so yeah there, there there's no shortage of affirmations. The only thing I would suggest is that before people start crafting their own affirmations, they do some research because there are definitely good ways and bad ways to make affirmations. <laughs> there are, if you do it wrong, you can do more harm than good. Um, a good example is, so my um, ex-husband, whenever um, he was starting to get sick, you know, you feel that little tickle in your throat or whatever. He would say, I'm not getting sick. I'm not getting sick. I'm not getting sick. Mm-hmm. <laughs> still, ta- still talking about what he didn't want. Exactly. Big mistake. It's like saying, don't think of a pink elephant. Yeah. <laughs> and immediately a pink elephant is in your mind. Yeah. So I taught him, no, don't say that. Say, I am completely healthy and my immune system is working perfectly. Yeah. And you know, he, he resisted. And as a result, he got sick all the time and I managed to stay well, even though I was right next to him. So it, it really, it, it's so freaking powerful. And I think, you know, everybody has had, if they've ever had a job that they hated, right. Everybody's had the experience of, um, calling out sick when you really weren't, but then later in the day, you start feeling really sick and you're like, what the hell? Yeah. Right. <laughs> but you told your boss that you were sick. You worked yourself up to sounding sick. So you could, you know, so you could be convincing. <laughs> and in the process, you told your brain, Ooh, she's, she's sick. <laughs> like, she's not well. And yeah. your brain responded by producing conditions in your body that that allowed whatever germs were going around to get you because there are germs going around all the time. That's the thing people don't, there are always germs around you. It's just a matter of whether your body succumbs to them or not. But yeah, it's really, it's really powerful. And if you have that stuff bombarding you every 10 minutes throughout the day, it's almost, it's near impossible to be in low vibration. That's awesome. And it makes it so much easier. Set up my reminders tonight. <laughs> Yay. That's awesome. Thank you so much, Natalie. This was a, a awesome, awesome. You are very awesome. welcome. It was my pleasure to be here. I love talking about this stuff, as you can probably tell. Yeah, I I could have just sit here and like just listened to you. I'm like, I think most of the I was like, yep, yep, yep. <laughs> I, I do talk a lot. So oh, no, no, it was totally that. fine. I was totally fine because it's just, this subject is very, I, I really love this. Subject, so 
it was great to hear you talk about it. So, well, thank you for having me. Oh, you're so welcome. So you're, um, Natalie has some freebies for you guys out in the audience listening. She has a, a free energy clearing meditation and she's also offering 50% off her abundance badass blueprint, which just that name is like just badass. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Can you tell us a little bit more about what that is? Okay, so um, first the energy clearing meditation, what I like about it, it is literally only 10 minutes long, and it's, it's kind of, I want, don't want to say a man couldn't use it, but it is geared specifically toward the things that women tend to need to clear, the kinds of energy that women tend to need to clear. Mm -hmm. So it's a really quick way if you're having one of those days where you're just feeling overwhelmed and, and you know, down or, or stressed, the energy clearing meditation is great for that. And that is what I'm giving you guys for free. Now, the Abundance Badass Blueprint that I'm offering 50% off for all your listeners, um, that is my eight-week course. It's an online course. Um, it takes you through everything from how to figure out what your abundance blocks are, how to clear them, how to define a clear vision for your future so you have so you can then create a roadmap to get there because I run into so many people who don't really have that clear vision and it's so, so important. Yeah. Um, and it gets into the specific um, daily practices that I recommend. And when you put them all together, when you first look at them, it sounds like a lot, but when you put them all together, it's really no more than a half an hour a day mm -hmm. that you devote to getting yourself into high vibration. And it, when you get yourself into high vibration, again, it doesn't just affect your finances. It affects every area of your life. It doesn't just affect your business. It affects your relationships. It affects the kinds of people that you draw in. It affects the way you see and perceive opportunities. Because that's one of the first things that happens when you get into high vibration. All of a sudden, you start seeing opportunities everywhere. Those opportunities were always there. You were yeah. just blind to them because you weren't a vibrational match for them when you're in low vibration. So, um, and it gives you, um, we have exercises that you use to get yourself in high vibration. A lot of them are a lot of fun. They're, they're, some of them are along the self-care lines. Some of them are along the creativity lines, but they're all a lot of fun. There's even, um, there's even one that gets a little sexy. So that's, that's fun for a lot of my students. Um, and then I give you just a bunch of little daily life hacks that you can use um, to deal with when things are going wrong. And when you, you know, you're feeling that little pull into lower vibration. Mm -hmm. And then of course we have, um, I'm also doing weekly coaching calls with everybody in the course. We do zoom calls every week. Um, you know, and replays and um, a community for everybody to join where you can get support from your other abundance badasses. Um, so it's really cool. Like I said, it's eight weeks. It's, it's a lot, but there's, it's self-paced. So you don't have to, you know, go through it too fast or, and you can go through it as fast as you want, but you don't have to keep up. Basically the, the live coaching is a rolling kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. That sounds Awesome. So I will link those up in the show notes and tell us where we can find you on social media. 
Well, I am Natalie Kita, so you can look me up under that, um, just my name. I don't think there are too many Natalie Kitas. <laughs> I am also at Vibe and High with Natalie Kita. That is my Facebook page for um, this business. Mm-hmm. Um, I do have another business. I'm also a boudoir photographer. So oh, there, okay. there's a page for that, um, Natalie Kita Portrait Artist. So um, if you are not offended by beautiful, sexy pictures, then um, you can check that out as well. Um, but Vibe and High is, is where you want to look for that. And um, Vibe and Dot High on Instagram, Vibe and High um, dot com on Twitter. Um, so basically Vibe and High all across the board. Awesome. That's awesome. All right. So anyone that's listening, please screenshot this episode with Natalie and I. Post it on your Instagram stories and tag us. And or please send us both a DM and let us know what you loved about this episode. And if you have any questions, again, send us a DM. I'm sure Natalie would be happy to help. Whatever questions you have, she'd be happy to help you figure them out. All right, Natalie, I really love this conversation. You're definitely going to come back. Thank you. Yeah, we can talk about what were what what was it that we were talking about that we said is another episode we can talk about whatever that was. I don't remember. Oh, I know. I'm gonna have to go back and listen to it myself because we talked about so much good stuff. But yes, I uh, will definitely whatever that was. We will have another episode on it. All right, everyone. You have a wonderful week, and uh, we will talk to you very shortly.